0: Play clock at two. Matthew's got it. Glitch comes. They pick it up. Stafford throws. It is
1: end zone. Cut! Oh baby! What a catch! Kenny Gallagher, You're a freak! What a catch! Looks, throws, he's got golden who makes the catch, inside the 15, inside the 10, and he's making away, he's into the end zone, pack the bag, start the plane,
0: this game is over! What's up guys, welcome to the first episode of the Motor City Showtime Podcast. I'm your host Dylan Stever, alongside one of my good friends Barry Hoffmeyer.
1: And his name is John C.
0: <laughs> Barry, how we doing today?
1: Not gonna lie, woke up feeling dangerous.
0: That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. All right, you want to jump into it?
1: Yeah, man. Let's get All into it. it. All right, so first up,
0: biggest concern is going to be Alvin Kamara. That's for me. That's going to be the biggest issue slash question mark yeah i'd say
1: the best receiving running back in the league right now
0: he's actually in the top five of receiving receivers in general in general awesome so that's that's kind of i don't know i mean you kind of saw what aaron jones did did to us in green bay and it's kind of it doesn't settle right thinking he i mean i would probably rank Kamara over aaron jones but it's
1: I i mean i wish i could say the defense was good in the passing game but it's just not good in general so well i mean
0: and you kind of look at it too the man zone ratio i mean last week it was against arizona It was about i mean not exactly 50 percent, but again you saw a lot of a lot less of man coverage it was kind of split between zone and man where the previous two weeks when we really got i mean not even really torched we only gave up like 240 yards there in rogers but he made it count when he did throw yeah. the, the thing is it's just I don't know with that man coverage. It's we we struggle with short crossing routes. And I mean, when you run out your fourth, fifth string corners out there. I mean, Coleman's still on IR. Hopefully, True comes back this week, but you still don't know. But I just I just would like to see more of that that 50 close split kind of thing of man to zone ratio. Um, I think you need to mix up the two to be able to kind of throw off the quarterback i mean it worked really well against kyler murray but you got to think he's a second year quarterback to where aaron Rodgers, it's not going to work as well but still you don't want to give the same look over and over and over and over again when you have the lions running
1: 80 percent man
0: the first two weeks
1: right so and drew Brees isn't as short as kyler murray kyler murray can't see over a, a fire hydrant so <laughs> i mean and no jared davis out there I mean, look and at the difference.
0: That's the that's the thing, though. Jared Davis had 15 snaps, and they didn't come until the third quarter. Yep. So he's kind of using a limited role. And same thing goes for Will Harris, where you saw Tracy Walker, who, for whatever reason, was getting put in this ridiculous, oh, we have this guy for this package, this guy for this package scenario, to where Tracy Walker played, I think it was like 40% of the snaps against Green Bay. I I, I mean, I know he doesn't fully look like himself. I think it's partly due to, because with Duran Harmon coming in, he's playing that top high safety yeah. ref uh, To where last year, I think it's, I want to say it was like 300 300 low 300 reps. Tracy Walker took at high free safety yeah. last year. So it's kind of, it's, he's kind of almost learning a new position. I think it's just kind of, I want to say it's growing pains for that because he really, I mean, he's still making tackles. He still leads the lead, lead leads the team in tackles. I'm sorry. Um, leads the lead, uh, team in tackles, which isn't necessarily the best thing coming from a safety. But right. uh,
1: yeah, you you want what linebackers? Yep, mostly to lead teams. So. so
0: he's so he's leading uh, the team in tackles, that kind of thing. So he's still like, I I think of him more of like towards a ball hawk kind of standard. Like he's always he seems like he's always in a position to make plays. Um, but I think coverage wise, right now he's not 100 no, percent fluent
1: and. and- my big thing with him is you heard all the reports coming out of camp and they were saying he was just, you know, playing his ass off. Yep. And then I don't know if it's, if it's one of those things where once you get into the game, if it starts to just speed up on him. I know he's newer. So, but I also think splitting the reps for younger players, especially like Okuda, you can obviously see just the big difference between college and and the NFL. I think with younger players, you either have to, Bring him along super slow, or you throw him in like uh, uh, well, God, name drawn a blank, Jonah, Jonah Jackson, yeah. Where yep. you just right throw guard. him into the fire right away, yep. And you sink or swim, and obviously with him, he's he's what top, so what was that for PFF top five for rookies, Jonah Jackson, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. So, yeah, I I like Tracy Walker a lot. I don't know why. I think it's because I've seen him, you know, make such great plays. But it seems like this year, I don't know if it's, I want to say it's a scheme a little bit, but at the same time, I don't think they've changed a whole lot since they've brought him in on defense. I know Corey Unlin's running it now and it seems like they bring a little bit more pressure than what they did last year. But I don't know. It's just something about watching the all 22 and seeing him just, it's like, well, where's Tracy going on this play? Uh, that one play I watched, he was lined up on the tight end, and he just stopped at the top of the yep. route.
0: Yeah, I did see that one. Yep,
1: he just stopped. And it was like, you heard all these reports. Tracy's so aggressive with tight ends, receivers, the top of the route. Well, why did he just stop right there? Well, was, I just, I don't know. Well, he
0: And in the, I did, I know what clip you're talking about, because I watched that one too, to where he actually, he's, he's physical with the tight end, and he's locked on him. Right. And then, he almost, like you said, at the top of the route, of the just route. stops. It looks like and he just basically, yeah, uncontested catch for the tight end for an easy 12 yard gain. Um, I think I, I think it's just growing pains. I think it's kind of being in a new position. And I will agree that it is a quote air quote Corey Unlin ran defense now, but I still see that Matt Patricia stamp on it. Um, at least the first two weeks. Um, last week was. The biggest change I think we've seen, and kind of the the Quin Tricia era, yeah, and and the, um, and
1: the big thing is with that too is how much is that they just see, seen something in well Kyler Murray Kyler Murray can't throw such a great ball if you put pressure on him. How is it going to be this week? Do we continue the pressure on Drew Brees, or do we respect Alvin Kamara so much and respect Brees even though he hasn't looked like the Drew Brees of old, where we fall back into that rush three drop-everybody-else mentality. I like seeing Jamie Collins go up the middle. I like seeing uh, Trey Flowers, he, he gets what? He's had, what, a sack, two sacks, something like that. So I I don't know. I, I want to see them continue the pressure, maybe even dial it up even a little bit more. Um, I've always been big on the best way to disrupt the passing game is to disrupt the quarterback. Just don't let him sit back there and just – you know, if you can sit back there all day, you can have a rough time.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I think uh, obviously, I mean, Drew Brees and Kyler Murray are both similar in height. That's right. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing they have in common. I mean, um, Kyler Murray is more of your explosive. You want to keep him in the pocket versus Drew Brees. He he excels in the pocket. You want to try to get Drew Brees pressured and trying to get him moving around because he doesn't move around that well. He's he's forty one years old. Um, I mean, everybody knows the what's going on about you know, is Drew Brees washed up? Is he getting too old? Right, is he yeah. is he kind of losing it? <laughs> I mean, I will say the last couple of years, I've noticed that his deep ball isn't typically your 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 Drew Brees deep ball kind of thing, you know, right. what you're used to seeing. So I do think that's that's an issue. But I mean, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. I, I, no matter what, what way you look at it, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. And I mean, with the Saints offense they 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 don't really value the deep ball that greatly i mean there's a reason why michael thomas has 100 catches in one year you know what i mean it's
1: yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of dump downs to running backs a lot of five yard ten yard slant
0: and that kind of goes against everything the lions do the lions are more of we'll give you that dink and dunk but we're not going to give you that home run ball it's where the saints don't really they could care less about the home run right. ball they're they just want to get michael they want to feed michael thomas the ball dink and dunk down their way down the field and, that, again, that's where Alvin Kamara comes in. Alvin Kamara's got six of nine Saints touchdowns this year. I mean, he's yeah, he's fifth in the league in receiving yards, not just that running back, but wide receivers.
1: That's going to be the big X factor this week is if we can slow him down, I, I don't think we're going to stop him. He's such a good player, uh, Alvin Kamara, that I don't think we're going to stop him fully, but it's going to be can we slow him down enough to let it be close? And then, you know, Stafford's heroics, like always, Prater's heroics. Uh, And then, can the defense do what they did last week and and make some fourth quarter stops? That was the biggest difference to me between the first two weeks and last week was, all right, we got to the fourth quarter, it was close. But the defense actually stopped somebody and we stopped, you know, the big, big threats. We kept Kyler Murray in the pocket. We didn't let him run a whole lot in the fourth quarter. So... To me, that's that's going to be the big, big X factors, slowing down Alvin Kamara.
0: Yep, I'd have to agree with that. And I kind of want to talk about Michael Thomas a little bit too. I mean, they don't we don't know yet if Michael Thomas will be playing on Sunday. Um, like according to the injury report, he was still limited at practice. I heard he they said that he was moving around pretty well. Um, I mean, still, I mean whether Michael Thomas is 60% or a hundred percent, Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. And even say he only manages to muster up three catches for 25 yards on Sunday. It's more than just his out, his, his production on the field. It's just him being on the field in general Um, with him being on the field. That makes Emmanuel Sanders that much more valuable and any other pass catching, um asset they have that much more valuable just because of that extra attention on Michael Thomas I mean you kind of seen it with Kenny Galladay missing the first two weeks of the season on how Marvin Jones and Cephas and that kind of thing they didn't they mean without Kenny Galladay you were seriously missing that true number one receiver and I mean no matter how many other assets you have out there missing that big number one wide receiver is kind of a huge deal I mean you can tell when he's missing out of that lineup oh yeah so even I think regardless if Michael Thomas has a hell of a game versus has a poor game either with him being out there, they, the saints benefit from it. Um, but again, we don't know exactly what the plan is with him. I mean, he's still, he was limited. Um, but
1: yeah. And I mean that, that kind of plays into like what I was saying, if he's on the field, yeah, it's like picking your poison. Do you, you, you stop the stuff underneath the Kamara and let him get those, you know, five, 10 yard slants? Um, But, yeah, I mean, the same thing as Kenny G when he's on the field. Uh, Look at what it did for the tight ends. I mean, Jesse James should have had two. Um, Stafford overthrew him in the end zone a second time. But, I mean, just great players. Even when they – exception would be Calvin Johnson because that man would catch over anybody. He just did not care whatsoever. Triple team, double team, whatever, didn't matter. Uh, Exception of him. I think doubling good, great receivers, they're still going to get their time. They're still going to get the ball. But if he's not playing, then we can focus on the running back. But with him playing, which to me, I feel like he's going to play. I don't know how many snaps he's going to get. But I feel like he's going to play. So, yeah, I I feel like he's probably going to get five to ten catches, something like that. I feel like he might not be the big number one of the week, especially with how poor our defense plays the running back. It might be a lot of screens, uh, dump downs, things like that. Um, And then, you know, keep him rested, I guess you could say, as much as they want. But I think he'll, he'll still have an impact, whether that's getting the ball or not.
0: Yeah. And kind of going off of Michael Thomas still, I mean, Thing is, he just he kind of throws wrenches in any plan you kind of come up with. I mean, um, Font is looks like he's probably going to play on Sunday. This will be his first week back since getting injured in week one. Um, and that kind of leaves you to the question I mean, you have like right now to where if he does play, does he get Michael Thomas? Or, I mean, what do you, what do you, are you gonna put a kudo on Thomas because he just had the experience with. Adams and Hopkins and kind of keep running him through that gauntlet. Um, I just, I don't know. And that kind of like opens up for corners in general to where, what are you going to do if Trufant comes back? I mean, you have Amani, you have Trufant, Okuda, and then Daryl Roberts that are going to be your your four main guys still just because Coleman's still on IR until after the bye week. So I, I mean, I don't like, who do you start? I, I feel like almost Amani's played, pretty well to where he should still be on the outside do you move Okuda to the slot I think I think we I think it's a better I mean I don't necessarily like it moving Okuda to the slot because I think he is more of an outside talent an outside player but I think I, I don't know I think he's gonna have the best luck in the slot I would say and Desmond Trufant coming back he's almost a must start just because he has the most experience against the Saints Right. Yeah. He came from the Falcons. He's used yep. to he's used to playing Drew Brees and the Saints twice a year. Yeah, so he's probably seen So he's he's seen the most of yeah. any other Lions player that we have. Agree. To where if he's a go, he's kind of a I mean, he's the reason why we signed him and he's our, our number one corner at the moment. So Yeah,
1: I would I would see him with him playing it. I mean, he's not – was he limited in practice? Yeah, he was limited again. I, I still think he's going to play.
0: He he, uh, he participated in a majority of the drills. Yeah, yeah, and...
1: he'll he'll play, and then I, I would assume he'll be on Michael Thomas. Um, you know, I didn't think – who's faster between Okuda and Amani because they're going to be matched up on Emmanuel Sanders?
0: I think they're pretty similar. Um, I mean, the thing is, too, to where – depends on what they're gonna do as in rotating sides um like i know last week okuda's pretty much hovered the right side
1: yeah Um, they they were i was reading the article uh, i forgot what article it was but it was saying that that was more along the lines to get him comfortable yep he played um the majority of the snaps at ohio state on the right side of the field so that's why they were doing it that way um you might see him lined up. They might take turns. I mean, I think it's as bad as it is for him right now to go through this. Look at how good Darius Slay got. Yep. When Minnesota had uh, Thielen and Stefan and Green Bay had uh, Jordy Nelson. Devontae Adams was young, but he was coming up. Um, and Randall Cobb was still there at that point, too, I think, when he first started playing. And then Chicago had a uh, place for the Eagles now. Oh, Sean Jeffrey. Yeah. So I think having a younger cornerback have to go through it. As crappy as it is now to watch, you know, I I look on Instagram and I see the memes of Devonte Adams just putting him in the blender on a route. And it sucks to see, but I think it, especially going out training camp, everybody's saying, Kenny G runs a route and he'll burn uh, Okuda and then he waves off the next cornerback. He's like, no, I want to take him again. I think he wants to be the sponge and he wants to be the greatest cornerback in the league. And the only way you're going to do that is to play the best talent. And the only way to do that as crappy as it is, is to just get burnt over and over and over again until you get used to it. So I think you've seen, he got a little bit better, obviously the interception. Was awesome. I think as the season goes along, you might see him start splitting number two in the slot to number two, depending on Trufant how good he is coming off of injury, and if he gets re-injured. Obviously, nobody knows who's going to get hurt or anything like that. But I think having Oku to come along, slow it down a little bit now, but keep him in there. Right. Uh, I think that'd be the best, the best bet for us.
0: Yeah, and that, I mean, I I think too it's gonna I don't know, um I'm curious to see what a Drew Brees with Michael Thomas again looks like, um I mean, it's not like he's had a slouch here by any means. I mean, he's still completing seventy point two percent of his passes, so he's definitely not having a slouch here by any means. I mean, seven he's got six TDs versus one interception, seven hundred and sixty yards, QBR seventy five point nine, um, all that looks good like you're going to say, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, it's, I mean, when you look at it, the only thing that really kind of like piques your interest and in is kind of like, huh, is the uh, intended average yards of a pass for Drew Brees is 4.8.
1: Yeah, they're all so, dumbed down Kamara so right now. So
0: 4.8 passes or 4.8 yards downfield is kind of his average intended air yardage. Where I mean, you can get a I mean, you can get a guy off the street to that. We can go get David Blau to throw four point eight yards. <laughs> uh, so I, and I just don't, I don't quote know. me
1: on this, but I'm pretty sure he threw more than four point eight last year. I, I mean, he pro- he probably did was. four point
0: four point eight is minuscule. It's it's nothing. It's literally um, like a,
1: a five yard out or a quick curl or just an inside slant real yep. quick. I think they're gonna test our our linebackers are like really gonna be put on showcase this game they're gonna to have to either come down stop the run on a run come down stop kamara on the backfield screens or any little routes out of the backfield they're gonna to have to step up and then anything thrown short over the middle to michael thomas or sanders it's it's all gonna to be to me jamming receivers at the line and then our linebackers have to have to step up again which I think Jamie Collins can, but I don't know I don't know about our defense, man. Every week ever even watching the Arizona game, I was like, they're playing pretty good. And I'm just sitting back waiting for the waiting for that the that, shoe to drop. Yeah,
0: that, that moment where it all starts kind of yep. going
1: downhill and I
0: and I think uh I mean, that big that Bears game, uh Jamie Collins obviously plays minuscule <laughs> snaps until being ejected for uh ejected for that uh personal foul of running into the ref um coleman and true font both get hurt yeah late in the third quarter and okuda out with a hamstring already didn't play so you have tony McRae, daryl roberts and then amani the the sole starting corner left i mean there's a reason why though i mean daryl roberts is actually playing fairly well out of the slot right now so we actually have a good option in the slot is in Daryl Roberts. If something were to ever happen to Coleman later in the season, hopefully not, but you never know. Um, So we actually kind of have, I mean, I don't know. He's played, he's played fairly well for thinking the situation that he's been in, but again, so then I'm not saying it's an excuse. You still got to find a way to win those games, but Trubisky looked like a whole different quarterback when those, when those three guys aren't in there versus when they were. Um, And I just, I think uh, you got to find a way to win, but injuries definitely kind of do not help with how the defense is shaped up but again i think jamie collins last week looks like the jamie collins that we went out and signed yeah that's kind of what we are we were that's what we were hoping to see when, right. when he came in and that kind of shows you kind of what having a a guy, a guy like jamie collins where he's a veteran he's know what he's doing he knows where he's supposed to be and gets to that position like on that kyler murray on that kyler murray pick that he had Yeah, he just, he was sat, in the, down. He, he just sat down he played his spot he knew where he had to be and he made the play yeah he made the play, and that's all it is. And then again, he was responsible for – I would say he's responsible for the other Kyler Murray interception, the first one at Duran Harmon. On that play, that's the one where uh, Jamie Collins blitzed through the middle. Oh,
1: and yeah, actually yeah. hit. He's, he's hitting a white throw. And He's, and he's, he's, he's definitely hit, hitting a white throw. He
0: hit Kyler Murray's arm, which kind of caused him to sail the ball, which Harmon picked off. And
1: this is why, even though I was poking fun at Kyler Murray, he he's definitely – everybody knows he's short. Yep. I don't know how tall Jamie Collins is, but he was right in his face. Whether he hit that arm while he was throwing or not – I don't think Kyle Murray sees over Jamie Collins. So even if he slings it around him, I don't think he's seeing, uh, Deron Harmon just waiting for it.
0: I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a bang bang play. It's hard. It's, it's hard to know kind of really yeah. what's going on. I mean, I
1: mean, great play by Jamie Collins. So I mean, hats off to him. I mean, he, he, that game was definitely the game where I was like, okay, I, this isn't just the, the Patriot Lions, yes, he did play for Maddie P, but it definitely was one of those games that clicked, and I was like, all right, well, now I can see why we went out and got this guy. Not just because he was an expatriate, but because... Uh, he's he, a playmaker. Yeah, he, he makes he, plays. Yeah, and that's when he, we needed a linebacker in core
0: He does what he's told, and he makes plays. We haven't
1: had a good linebacker in core since, uh, what, tolik
0: Tolik, Levy, uh, Whitehead.
1: Yeah. That was the best defense I've ever seen.
0: That was the part of that. I think it was the. I think it was the 2014 defense. That was one of the. I think we were number one in takeaways. It was really good defense. Um, but yeah, so I think we just need to. I mean, if they can play. Kind of. I mean, I'm not saying it's there yet, and I'm not. Obviously, it's not all together. It's you saw the first two games, and then the Arizona game was kind of a kind of a nice, refreshing kind of look at what they're taking strides and what Patricia's defensive vision really is. Um I know nobody probably thought they'd see it, but that was kind of like a first look of, of what he's kind of picturing of what his vision looks like. That's kind of you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. where it's like that it's it's kind of nice a couple strides in the right direction. We're not there by any means. There's still a lot of issues that need to be fixed. Well, I mean
1: you look at the rest of the schedule the next eight I mean
0: they're winnable. All of them. They're winnable.
1: After uh, after we talked, and we talked. What uh, was it right after the game? Yep. And my big thing's Minnesota. Even though you hate that, I have this thing about Minnesota beating us. I went back and I looked at the schedule, and I was like, Jacksonville, Carolina. Yep. Washington. Washington. It, it's it's definitely. I mean, you look at it. The, the and everybody was hyping up Kyle Murray like he was the next Russell Wilson is Gardner Minshew better than Kyle Murray.
0: Kyler Murray is definitely better
1: than Gardner Minshew. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's why, even though I know the defense isn't, they're not a top five defense in the league, but you can definitely see the improvement. And then you, all you have to do is go look at the next eight games. Okay. Well, I don't even know who Carolina's starting quarterback is. Is that Teddy Bridgewater? It's Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, we have tape on him from what years ago. But now he can't move, so he's just a pocket passer. I mean, I look at the next eight games. After this game, if we win on Sunday, I'm coming in here and I'm chugging a beer. <laughs> I swear to you. Go into the bye week, two and two. Get everybody back full healthy, not limited practice, nothing. Yep, yep. And then we go into the stretch of eight games where I think we're, we're winning at least six, if not all of them. I'm realistically... And Stafford's play has been down a little bit.
0: And it sounds like you're not chugging beer. It sounds like you're chugging the blue Kool-Aid. You are, <sighs> you're you're fully you, back on the train. You talked and... me into it the other day, <laughs> <You're>... <laughs>
1: After, besides the Minnesota games. I'm still – I don't know what it is about Kirk Cousins. I don't know why. It's just like every time we play him, he burns us. You like that. I do like that. <laughs> Actually, I don't like that.
0: All right, so let's kind of flip the script, and let's go to the offensive side. Um, first things first. I want to talk about getting the tight end involved. I mean, we kind of saw a first look of Jesse James. I mean, who knew he was on the team? Jesse James coming for, out party. You free, for, I mean, up until the, that exact moment, you never, you wouldn't known Jesse I, James I is on the team. I think we're
1: going to run a lot of two tight end sets now. Well,
0: we do run a lot of two tight, two tight end sets in general. It's just Jesse James is like a, a, just deep, a blocker. I mean, he's just pretty much a, another lineman. You're better off. You know what I mean? We're, so, I mean, that's $20 million a year to basically be a, a dead duck out there to where it's, like, I, I think he scored a touchdown and maybe had a chance for two because the Saints probably forgot who, the, who like, he was even out there. He probably called the touchdown pass and said, who the hell What's is this? Let them fly,
1: <laughs> Let them fly. Who the fuck is Jesse James? <laughs> like,
0: I mean, so, I I mean, but I think I'm really looking for a big day at a Hawk. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I think we just need to get the ball to him more, just plain and simple. I mean, he's caught pretty much everything we've thrown to him, literally almost everything we've thrown to him. He's, the opposite he's just of brought, brought in, yes. And where it's just, we just need to keep giving him the ball. Like we need, as much as AP has been running the ball lately, like twenty-two carries. Yeah, twenty-two carries, 70, seventy-seven yards, I think it was. If we're running the ball like that, there's no excuse why we can't get play action running. Matt Stafford is best out of play action with Daryl Bevel. That's what we saw quite a bit last year. And that opens up the deep shots as well. Throwing some
1: Marvin Hall with Kenny G on one side. Exactly. There's no reason our offense shouldn't be putting up 25 points a game. I mean, you look at the, the receiving core, and then, you know, now Jesse James is starting to show what he is, along with Hawk. And then you got running back by committee in the backfield. There's no reason why we have so many threats on the field. I don't care if you have the best corner in the league. Someone on this offense should be open.
0: Right, right.
1: And I don't care what anybody says about Stafford. To me, he's a top 10 quarterback. And as long as the, the offensive line can keep him upright, I mean, what's he got now? Almost 30 fourth quarter comebacks. Yep. He will keep you in the game no matter what. So I think... 25 points a game out of this offense should be a minimum. Uh, and I I love Kenny G. He's, I mean, just look at how the offense ran differently in week three compared to the first two. You, you know, you, you started getting a little bit more uh, attention drawn to Kenny G. Well, then that opens up Marvin Jones. Then that opens up the underneath stuff to Hawk, to, to Jesse James. And what I didn't see Maybe we didn't run one, uh, but a screen. I would really love to see DeAndre Swift get out with uh, Frank Ragnall and the other offensive linemen in front of him. That's mainly what he was used for a lot in Georgia, a good pass-catching running back. I would love to see that, and I think we start doing more of that and getting more of the running backs involved a little bit more in the pass game. I think that's when you really start this. Who are you going to cover? There's so many weapons, so many weapons.
0: I mean, I mean, and you've kind of seen, too, the the Saints defense has kind of been pretty bad. Um, I don't want to bring that on anybody else because I know our whole situation, but their defense has not been stellar. Um, I mean, why I said Hawk has a big day. I mean, in the last three weeks, the Saints defense has given up to tight ends, 28 receptions, 287 yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, granted, you, you you saw a good tight end in Darren Waller, who tore him up. I mean, he had a majority of those chunk yardage. I think right. he it was a hundred something yards and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think had he had, had like I think he had like thirteen or re- thirteen or fourteen receptions. But still, I mean the numbers don't lie. I mean, twenty-eight receptions, two hundred eighty seven yards, four TDs of tight ends. It's something we can take advantage of. And especially with a talented guy like Hawkinson that we have, we just need to kind of get we need to throw the ball to him more. I mean, you look at it like most of the games he – caught five passes of five targets so he catches all five balls but we only went to him five times i mean so for running backs that's the that's the next biggest thing for me on offense to where i i I like the 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 three-headed monster kind of deal we have going on with uh ap being kind of your your reliable bruiser kind of he'll get you one to two yards no matter what kind of guy he won't lose yards and carry on has done a great job at pass blocking obviously to where you see him a lot in on third down just because he i mean he's the number one pass blocking running back in the nfl i mean all of the nfl he's number one so he's done a great job I've, i mean you kind of saw it on that play where he made he dove five yards to pick up a blitzer so matt stafford doesn't get creamed it was just it was an awesome play and it just it shows how good he's kind of developed into that that pass blocking running back in the pass pro to where that that's a huge 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 thing to have i mean it's kind of one of those things that goes, that kind of goes unnoticed and unappreciated, but without that, that, that dwarfs half our drives kind of thing. And then DeAndre Swift, six touches is just ridiculous. There's no way that he should be getting six touches. He was drafted way too high. I mean, you drafted him in the second round with one of the first picks in the second round. He needs to be getting more than six touches. He's too dynamic to not be getting only six touches.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I mean... Needs way more than six touches. Uh I was talking to you before we started recording. I'm afraid that because they're giving AP so many touches that I feel like when Carrion's on the field, that maybe defenses might start keying in. All right, well, he's on the field. He's one of the best pass blockers. Maybe they start shading back a little bit. Uh I don't. It's just one of those things that I feel like. I just feel like with him being on the field not getting as many touches, obviously, as last year, that maybe defenses start to key in. But maybe that plays into Detroit's strength. Maybe they, all right, well, now we 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 don't have carry-on going too much. It might be that Patriot way that, you know, we like to bring. Matty P might start doing a little more on offense. And you know, we have so many weapons that maybe we start running AP. Oh, he's not working. All right, let's go to carry-on. All right, he's not working. Let's go to Swift. You know what I mean? And
0: and I actually kind of think that's kind of what they've been bad at to start with. Um, Like in that Packers game, you saw carry on two drives. Then you saw AP. Then you saw DeAndre Swift. Then you saw AP again. And then back to carry on. It's kind of, I think you need to roll with the hot hand. I understand the three-headed monster and then the situations they're best in. I mean, you're going to see carry on and more of not always on third down. You're going to see him more in the third and long obvious passing situations.
1: Yeah. When you that's when you're going to when you when, need an extra block, right?
0: That's when you're going to see him as in that third and long, you know, we're going to pass to pick up the first down kind of thing. So it's not necessarily like a third and short carry ons in. Oh, it's going to give away. We're going to pass. So I think it's going to be that third. He comes in in that third and long scenario where, you know, we got to pass to get to the sticks to get the first down, that kind of thing. So, I mean, they kind of know we're going to pass anyways. Um, so really that doesn't hurt too bad. But with the three-headed monster thing, I think you got to roll with a hot hand, whoever's got it that day, kind of how the 49ers run it. Um, they do a really good job at it. But um, DeAndre Swift, bottom line, needs to get more touches, hands down. Um, I'd like to see him run the ball a little bit more. I think he's got eight carries, I want to say. He's got eight carries. Um, extra, so it's kind of a really low number. It's just been a limited role to where we haven't really got to see him. And I know the drop pass kind of thing, but they turn around next week. Go to the Packers game. Five, I think he had five receptions for sixty yards.
1: Yeah, it was just conf- confidence booster on him, just showing him that yeah you know, we haven't lost faith. Right, right. We, I, we trust you. We, I think he should get at least ten touches a game, a minimum. Once AP's gone, I'm assuming AP's gonna be gone after this year. We have got him for one year, right?
0: Yeah, you never know. It's a one year deal, but you never know if the, he. If I mean yeah, AP's got two hundred nine rushing yards. He's right been now. really good so he's been good he doesn't he doesn't run the ball like he's a 35 year old guy i mean there was an interview with uh ap uh today at practice and uh he was asked if he's was sore at all after the game and he said the only thing that was sore was his shin so yeah. i mean you got to just he's, I mean, he's almost not human he's still I mean,
1: a very massive man so it's almost the Calvin Johnson thing where they just have to just you got to get legs right, out right. i feel so bad for Mammoths of men. They just have to deal with their shins getting cut out every play. My leg. <laughs> but yeah,
0: so I, I just, I don't know. I, I agree with whoever has the hot hand in the kind of the, the running back committee. But I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see Swift particularly get more involved. Carry actually is on the field quite a bit, but again, it's a lot of times in passing, passing downs. Down. Um, and I, I just like to be, see Swift just because he is he can be that that three down back to where he'll he can run the he's explosive in the run game. He can catch the ball very well out of the I mean yeah. drop pass, but still he catches the ball very well out of the backfield. And I just I would like to see him get more touches, even though if AP's doing his thing, then obviously ride the hot hand. But there's no excuse not to mix him in because I think. The best way to put it for me, his NFL comparison coming in was Alvin
1: Camaro. I mean, he kinda
0: yeah. he kinda brings that same that same
1: I'm, once you start getting him the ball more and then you start having those second and threes, second and fives, that's when DeAndre Swift's really gonna come in. If he can start running the ball more and be a, a decent runner, not even if it be a great runner, but once you start getting in those second and five situations and he comes into the game
0: You don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah can, you could run
1: a screen, yep. you could run a little a quick a quick out you could give him the ball you could do a halfback draw i mean that's why i want to see the offense go in the future um obviously ap's not gonna be around forever that's when i think you will see the split between swift and carry on but right now i completely agree ride the high hand of ap ride it till the wheels fall off for him um bring them bring carry on back from injury Bring Swift along because he's a rookie, slowly. Uh I like it. I like what they're doing so far. I would just like to see Swift touch the ball a lot more, at least 10 times.
0: Yeah, it would be, ni- it would be nice to see him kind of become a, a part of this offense right. and kind of come around to show why he was such a high – I mean, they drafted him over Dobbins, Taylor. I mean, you there's damn good running backs that were all drafted in the second round to where uh, – I know Detroit loves their scat backs. They're looking for that next Barry Sanders, and I just hope that he can even be half the player that he was. I hope that he can kind of bring that big influence into Detroit and kind of.
1: I'm good with a thousand yards rushing.
0: I'm. I'm sh- I mean, anybody <laughs> would be good with a thousand yards rushing. That's kind of the the number you shoot for as a running back. But I, I would, I would not be upset to see him hit that mark. I, I think he can. I, I think he's got the abilities to do it. I don't think it's going to be this year. No. no. But, um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was was Matt Stafford. He's I mean, he hasn't played bad, but he hasn't played like the Matt Stafford of 2019. And that's kind of what everybody was kind of, I don't want to say expecting, but that's kind of what we were expecting. I mean, we were expecting him to come out with that, that lights out top five MVP candidate kind of year that it he was having last year.
1: It was because he was coming back from the back. And then obviously added more weapons and stuff like that. It, he's not playing bad. It's just that it's not as flashy as I like last year, last year, uh, that flea flicker to Galladay to start the game against Green Bay, just the, the big plays to Marvin Hall down the field
0: that's kind of the thing we're not there the lines aren't really attacking the deep ball right now they're not doing that set up the set up the play action with the run take the deep shot on the play action to where you saw that a lot last year where matt stafford average yards per attempt was like i want to say nearly 12 i want to say yeah i think it was, 12. I think it was nearly 12 um and this year it's i forget what it is it's significantly lower um it's not drew Brees's 4.8 but Again, Matt Stafford was kind of just lights out last year to start the year until he obviously got dwarfed with that back problem, um, and I would people were just kind of assuming that was going to be the Stafford that we saw. But you got to remember this guy hasn't played since he didn't play until from I think he was week eight was his last week. So with missing t- all that time, no preseason, no OTAs, no mini camps, that kind of thing. It if anybody needed. A year to have all of that stuff it was matt right. stafford and he kind of got uh screwed out of that as well to where i don't I, i'm not worried about it i think it's more of a shaking off rust kind of thing than a decline matt stafford decline so I mean, he's he's 32
1: you don't think it, his back's still bothering him? no I, that's what I, I was just gonna ask because I, I, I didn't think about it till now backs are tricky Backs are backs are game. tricky. I,
0: I don't think it's a thing where it's like guy tears his ACL and he's not the same player when he comes back right. as he used to be. I I don't think it's that scenario. I think he uh I think it it's it's hard to kind of develop that chemistry with everybody when you've had less than half the or right. You know what I mean? You, right. you you don't have that time you normally build up with chemistry and that kind of thing over an off season. And he kind of did he didn't get that. So it's I, I don't I don't think it's the back. I think it's just kind of knocking off Russ, and I'm not worried about it because he's not playing bad. It's just not the Matt Stafford we're used to seeing, and kind of what we're expecting. And I think that's, I mean, we kind of need him to play like he was last year in order to win more games. Yeah, and I, I think we kind of need him to be that that top five MVP. He got to kind of carry our way with our defense yeah. being the way it is. I think. We just need that 2019 Matt Stafford in order to win games.
1: I think not having Kenny G back, or the, not having him for the first two weeks. And I don't think he was 100% on Sunday.
0: No, he was not. He was, no. he was not but 100% I, Kenny G. I I
1: I think he, like like we talked about earlier, the the demanding more attention. I think that's when you see Marvin Hall come on the field, and that's when we took that deep shot. If it wasn't for Big V and his hold, you know, that's I think that's when you start to see Marvin Hall in the field more when Kenny G's out there. And now that Kenny G, I don't know, I can't put it. He even said he doesn't want to put a percentage on it, but obviously he wasn't 100% for Sunday, no, but he's
0: he's just kind of that centerpiece of the offense and without him, without him in the lineup, it's just something's missing, something's right, off. Right. To where it just it just opens up things for everybody else. Yeah. Um and you said something about Big V and that's actually kind of what I want to touch on as well. I don't I mean, I still have, I have the same feeling, the same feeling I have for the cor- for the the corners, for Big V, as I do as the offensive line. I mean, you, you don't know what you, if True comes back, you don't know what you're going to do at at corner. Big V is back, but Joe Dahl is out, and Joe Dahl is actually one of our highest rated offensive linemen as well. He's actually pretty pretty well when too. When Big
1: V wasn't playing, I thought our offense was up. A- offensive line was amazing yeah it was playing very well the left side of the line uh you know all the years we've had offensive line questions look at the from the center to the left i just check mark that off yep. it is completely fine now
0: well and it's like taylor decker got that big contract and you got to remember last year arizona chewed him up and spit him out yeah, I don't they, they demolished They demolished Taylor Decker, and he turns around and has one of his best performances against them this year. Yeah. He's, he's, right now, he's earning that contract right now. Yep. He's earning that money. Uh, I like Taylor He's, Decker, he's played hands down, he's played top five tackle football. Agree. And Frank Ragnar, obviously, beast at center. He's, he's the second highest rated center right now. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's been. Just a beast since we've drafted him.
0: And then Jonah Jackson as well has played outstanding for being a rookie. And he's got a little bit more of that flair and that little bit of nasty than we kind of were anticipating.
1: Now, my question about him he's naturally a right guard, correct? Yes. Yep. But we slid him over to the left for this game. Yep. Uh, the Arizona game. So, my question is for this upcoming game against the Saints. Do we slide Big V back to tackle and then slide Jonah back to right guard? Or do we leave it how it is until Dahl comes back?
0: And honestly, that's the thing that's tricky for me with Big V. He was our one of our big free agent signs. I mean, I think it was 85 mil. We're going to pay him over five years.
1: Some crazy where... number that he doesn't deserve. After the performance, he gave up. Just the sacks, he gave up. The big one that stands out to me was that the one sack where, honestly... You can give a little discredit to Rag now too, because the middle of the line just opened right up. And I think two or three Cardinals got through on the sack. Um, but I, Big V should not have gotten. He was mostly a, a rotational player for Philly yep. before we, we got him to come over. I think Detroit's trying to find a spot to put him because they don't want to be wrong on paying this they, man all this right, money.
0: Right, exactly. And that's they brought in
1: of- this guy, and they're going – He's not as good as we thought, but we need to find a place to put him on this line.
0: Right. They, they don't want to eat all that money, especially when you have Tyrell Crosby, a guy that's been in the orga- organization for a few years now, and is kind of developing into the solid right tackle. He's played well the last few weeks. Yeah, He's held up very well, and he's actually played pretty well to where you don't want to really take him out of the lineup. And where, yeah. when Dahl comes back, I don't know if Big V's in the lineup just because of how yeah, well Terrell Crosby has played.
1: I don't think he is. I think Jonah Honestly, Jackson moves back
0: is. to right guard. Joe Dahl will take his left guard spot back. Yep. Abushi should never touch the field. Just, and I think Big V just kind of gets – Vitai is just kind of – as much as it sucks <laughs> that they're going to eat all that money right now, I would not put him in for – especially with him not being 100% healthy, I think he came back probably a little bit too early. I, I I still would not take Terrell Crosby out and put Baitae in because I, I, you just don't know what you're gonna get. I think
1: the biggest sting out of all of this is we could have not signed him. We could have kept Glasgow, yep. had him at left guard, had Joan at right guard, yep. and the only question mark on that whole offensive line would have been right tackle. Would
0: have been with what Terrell Crosby could do.
1: Yeah. And with with him playing this this good, that's that's five. I think of all the years we had questions of offensive line and then man, if we'd have kept Glasgow, I mean, just the Swiss army, he could play the whole interior, the, yep. the offensive line. I don't know. That's, that's the only thing that kind of stings me about this whole big V situation. Cause yep. I mean, if you keep him, you got four out of your five spots on the offensive line locked up for, I mean, Jonah's on his rookie deal. Ragnall's on his rookie deal. Decker's locked up for years now. If you would have signed Glasgow, you would have had the same offensive unit for five, six, seven right, years. Exactly. Yep. So I don't know. I'm with you. I don't think he's going to play when when Dahl comes back.
0: Yeah. I I just I don't see it. I just don't see the room for him.
1: I think it's going to be we're going to pay him all this money. He's going to be the same as he was for Philly. When somebody gets hurt, he'll step up and he'll probably do a good job or an okay job. But we're going to be paying a rotational player all this money yep and I, I think i don't know when the dead cap hits for him i know we're paying him a lot but yep. i feel like the first time detroit gets the chance they're gonna jump off of it real quick
0: yeah we'll, well well time will tell we'll have to see i mean he could prove us wrong and come out here and earn his money but eh. i don't necessarily see it but it could be wrong um that's kind of what i wanted to talk about with the offense side i mean i guess now we can kind of get into i'm what do you what's your takeaway for the game what do you what are you thinking <sighs>
1: Like I said earlier, I I think if we can keep Kamara to, I'll say, two touchdowns, 30 yards receiving, less than 100 yards rushing, I think we have a good chance. I think the defense is obviously going to be the biggest question. I think the first three drives of the Saints is going to be telling because obviously the Saints are going to watch the film. They're going to come out and they're going to know what our defense does and what it doesn't do. And it's going to be one of those things that if they come out and they can get a stop and Drew Brees looks god-awful, I'll feel way better about the game. If he comes out and he's slinging it like he used to, and our defense looks like it did the first two weeks, and Kamara's just catching everything, it's going to be a tight game. I don't know. We, We finally got the monkey off our back. We got the win. They're coming off a loss. I feel like it's going to be a tight game, but... I'm kind of like you last week when you you messaged me and you said, I just got a feeling that we're going to pull it out somehow. Yep. And I kind of have the same feeling about the Saints game. I feel like we're going to get it done. If I had to put a number on it, 27, 24, something like that. And then uh, I think we go into the bye, everybody gets healthy. And we go into this stretch of eight games where really (laughs) you're going to make or break Maddie P's coaching (laughs) career for us because – if we go into these eight games and you let Gardner Minshew come in and just cut us up, you're going to start to see a lot of eyebrows being raised.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the the same track with you. So you're you're thinking Lions. 27, lions, twenty-four 27, lions. Yeah. See, and I'm kind of more of along that area. I, I don't think it's going to be the shootout style game. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be twenties, 20s, twenties ish. Um, I, I had that. I don't know why I just feel like we're going to get it done feeling before the Cardinals game. Like I had told you, but I, I, I have that, that same kind of like feeling towards it. Let's ride the hot. Hand I just, goes. I just, I don't, I don't, this is a whole different monster you're about right. to, to, to go through. And you, we still don't know what we're going to get as in lineup wise. We don't know if Lattimore is going to play. We don't know if Michael Thomas is going to play. I mean, you know, some big names that can really affect an outcome of a game. Um I think if both those guys don't play I would say Lions 28 Saints 24 Yeah. I would say 28-24 Lions. Um if those guys do play and they do kind of have a, a kind of a a stamp on the game, I'm going to be probably leaning more towards the Saints going like 32-21 Saints. Yeah, I was just thinking after um,
1: after I said my score, I was like, well, we can keep it that close if the defense shows up. If right. if, if Drew Brees comes out like how he used to look, and Michael Thomas looks like he's not hurt, and Alvin Kamara is just running around, it's going to be a long day. Then you might start seeing a shootout style, but I don't, I don't know what it is about this year, but it's a weird year as it is. Yeah. I don't think Drew Brees is going to come out looking all that fantastic I think you I think that's why you see the number so low on his uh average uh yardage downfield yep. like we stop tomorrow we win that's that's the thing for me
0: yeah I I just I just I don't know this is just a whole different monster and winning against Arizona is one thing and I don't know if I just haven't seen enough to for me to be confident in what what that especially defense can do Yep. And I just think I I, I don't know. I th- I'm I'm thinking it's going to be more along the line. I I'm going to give the Saints the the edge in this. Like I said, I don't obviously don't know depending on who plays that kind of thing, but I I I don't know if, I don't think the Lions have a great shot at winning this game. Um I think it's possible and I do think it's not out of reach, but I just I think uh I think I'm going to give the Saints the edge in this one. I think the Saints are going to might pull away with this one, and I'm gonna say probably, probably about 32-21. I would say. Um,
1: yeah, sounds about right. Is it at home or are we going to? It's, it's at home. It's at it's home. It's at home. I mean, not that it really matters. Nobody there. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Gotta get that pumped-in crowd noise. And up. I mean,
0: going two and two of the bye week would be huge. That would put a totally different kind of emphasis on the season. But losing this game won't be the end of the world either because of that easier stretch. But it's gonna. It's going to sting a little bit and it's not going to help in the, the kind of the Quinn Tricia regime. Yeah. Um, this win would be a, a big, I would say more of a, a moral win and then more of a, how legit is this team win kind of thing. I'm just, I haven't seen enough of it yet to where I'm sold on it. And I can, I can ride this thing into the sunset and say, playoffs, here we come. Two
1: and two going into the, um, the break. And then with that easy schedule coming up, then you can live with, say if Minshew lit you up, in one then you can live with that we go one and three and that happens then that's when a lot of, not that eyebrows aren't already raised about right things are being ran but yeah
0: but yeah I, I just and then for patricia wise goes I this that cardinals game took some heat off of his back but i i mean it's, that's, he's, that's, still, he's still still hot it, it's still hot it's still hot and he's i mean yeah i right. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh come november 1st and we're we're still somehow couldn't get it together and we're losing games that are definitely winnable games and we're we're blowing fourth quarter leads and i just i i think the ford family comes up to patricia and gives them the good old you're
1: fired
0: so i just (laughs) i i I give him till november 1st if he can the thing is though he doesn't have to make the playoffs he's just got to try to make some meaningful like He's cool. got to show signs. I mean, he. I think if he wins six games, he might still stay here. I think there's a chance if he wins six games, he still stays here. Um. Obviously, I'd love to see them put it all together and avoid a rebuild, all that kind of nonsense and garbage. Um. But like I said, I just haven't seen enough to be able to feel well, they, good they about expanded, what the future looks like.
1: Expanded playoff spot. I think. I think eight and eight would you get would get you in this year. I don't. The NFC does not. It, look, it's
0: it's hard to say. It's really hard to the say. NFC
1: does not look all that great. Besides, the Rams, they look good. Nobody in the Cowboys division looks good. Green Bay looks good. I mean, that's. Am I drawing a blank? Is there any other teams that are undefeated that are really super good in the NFC? Um. I mean, the
0: biggest thing for me is going to be. This game does mean a little bit of who wins this, just in the aspect of when you said it, they could be eight and eight and looking at maybe a shot for the playoffs, depending right. on how the rest of the season shakes up. This game could be a tiebreaker game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could come down
0: to the lines go through that easy stretch. Saints kind of pick up their their woes of a defense they've kind of been struggling right. with and kind of put it together, and it could be playoff implications you're talking
1: about. Yep, yep, that's why I'm so. Yeah, it's another eight eight.
0: it's another big game to where. 8
1: 8 might do it this year. As weird as that is, I just.
0: All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Motor City Showtime podcast. We'll catch you back here Sunday for the post game pod of the Saints Lions matchup.
1: Remember leave milk and cookies out for Maddie P.